It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. Mm-hmm. There we go. Hey. Hey. Are we on? I don't know. We're on. We're good now. Okay, uh, good. The, mach- the machine that I have here, I'm on the podcast a studio side of things, whereas you are at home, and the machine that we use, basically, it's just a, a record button for the podcast. And for some reason, I don't know if someone spilled something on this, I'm leaning towards that might have been the thing that happened, but the record button, has, it freezes. It just doesn't work sometimes, so that's fun. Oh, somebody definitely spilled something on that, or they smoked in there. I don't know, but back in the day <laughs> when you used to be able to smoke in a radio studio, I'll never forget the old school radio boards. They were made by a company called McCurdy, and those McCurdy boards, all the sliders that we have that turn the volume up and turn mm-hmm. the volume down, like a DJ mixer, all of those, you could take them out and put a new one in if for whatever reason it stopped working. Well, I was working at a radio station north of Toronto when I first started off my career, and also working there at the time was... Kenny the Hitman. And Kenny was great. He's a broadcast legend. You remember him from AM640 The Hog, and he was on uh, uh, Hot 103 for a while and all over the place. Um, Kenny was smoking in the studio back then because you could back in the day. And in the little empty slot where there should have been a, a slider from that McCurdy board, he was using it as an ashtray. So years later. Oh my God. Right into the board. (laughs) Years later, the engineer came to me and said, yeah, we're going to have to upgrade the board. I think somebody was smoking in here. And I almost fell over laughing. Not only was somebody smoking, it was an ashtray. Oh, my God. (laughs) The things that people used to do and get away with back in the day, it's astounding. Oh, Kat, there's radio DJs fucking girls in the studio. Oh, I know. And there was all sorts of just reckless shit going on. People drinking in the studio. Oh, I It was crazy. I've got a couple of stories, too, um, that I can do without naming names, but... uh, Oh, should I have not named Kenny? (laughs) It's uh, okay. He he doesn't talk to me anymore anyway since I replaced him. (laughs) I've got some great stories about people who worked here. The last time that I worked here at the station that we're at, uh, at 91.5 The Beat, but I wouldn't... I don't know if I'd even be able to do it without people maybe figuring out who it is. But maybe uh, if we ever get Mr. D, uh, who's on with us in the evenings on, he and I can tell you a couple of stories from back in the day. There's a lot of them. Yeah. There's a lot of them. You know, if you're a radio person that listens to this podcast, and we know you do, uh, go ahead. Send us a story. Make it anonymous. It's fun. Craziest shit that ever happened in your studio. Yeah. We'll tell the story. Uh, let me talk about another radio person for a second here. Howard Stern is in some sort of a weird feud with Donald Trump Jr. And for the life of me, I cannot figure out why. I what? mean, Trump used to be on Stern's show regularly. They used to like having him in as a guest. And, and for whatever reason, Donald Trump Jr. and Stern are going after each other. No, so th- I think this has everything to do, though, with what Stern said about Trump's, about people who vote for Trump, though, recently. You know uh, that yes, completely changed, right? When the Clorox thing went down and there was a couple other things, Stern said, uh, and I'm not quoting exactly, but basically, you know what? If you vote for Trump, go ahead and drink Clorox, drink bleach, do it, do us all a favor kind of thing. That might have been what made him a little upset. Probably. So Trump Jr. compared Stern to Hillary Clinton last Thursday when he was on Sirius XM. I think it was the Jim and Sam show (laughs) when he referenced Clinton calling uh, Trump's followers the deplorables. That sort of shit pisses people off. Nobody wants to be lumped into a group like that or talked down to from a celebrity. It's getting ugly. And frankly, as much as I like Stern, I can't figure out why the hell he's getting into the weeds with Donald Trump Jr. He doesn't need to. 
In fact, at one point he said, uh, I wonder how it feels for Stern knowing that more people will read this tweet than listen to his radio show. (laughs) (laughs) I fucking love it. (laughs) You know what? We need to start up a feud with a celebrity cat. Yeah. Uh, Who do you want to go after, man? uh, You know what? Call Sean Desmond a pussy or something (laughs) like that. Let's see what happens. He can't take it. He won't take that seriously. No. Fuck, I love Sean. He's a great guy. He's the best. Started up with somebody that we don't like. Now we like everybody. Nah, I don't know how it's going to work out. Can I get to a, a DM quick? Because it has something to do with what we talked about in the last podcast about buffets. Yeah. So we mentioned, well, I mean, you asked me the question first, I think. Would you go, go to a buffet after this? And my first instinct was to say, Scott, no, I probably wouldn't. And I don't think I'm alone in that. At least it's going to take me many, many years before I contemplate doing it so then that left us to ask what happens to places like you know i don't know if king's buffet still exists but definitely the mandarin uh and all of the other great buffet spots and there are some great buffet spots um out there so i want to give a shout out and a thank you to uh dayton um let's see if that's yeah dayton is what i'll go by uh on instagram who was listening to our podcast and said, it was crazy. I just finished listening to your podcast today. Shortly after, I saw this sign. It's an M to go by Mandarin, a new takeout restaurant, which appears to be opening at Fairview and Appleby in Burlington. He was just there yesterday. Yeah, just yesterday. He says, I thought it was quite the coincidence. Yes, thank you for sending that. And I'm glad that they listened to us and so quickly put something together. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, that's that, amazing. But you know what? But but that's exactly what they have to do. And I'm really glad to see that because I don't want to see big, uh, popular restaurant chains like Mandarin's going away. They're, they're great places to go. And so it seems as though they're opting to do this for uh, a delivery takeout, possibly curbside. I'm not sure how it works. But that's a that's what you have to do to survive. So I thought that was really interesting. We were just talking about it and I had no idea, but watch out because here in Kitchener, I'm going to keep my eye on it too. Cause we have a Mandarin here. There's tons of locations, uh, but M to go by Mandarin. If you guys want to look it up, you want to support them because you like Mandarin and you like being able to get pizza with your mashed potatoes and <laughs> a side of lemon meringue and a couple of slices of apples or something. Then there and some you go. Of that- that shitty orange sauce that comes with all Chinese food. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> People option. make the weirdest shit when they go to buffets. <laughs> it's bad. It's great. It's really bad. Uh, okay, so I got a DM from Tina last night, and this one's a little more serious. Hey, Scott, I'd like your input on this and your listeners as well. I'm sure you have a large number of scientists and doctors that listen. That's true. After I heard Doug Ford's info today, am I the only one who thinks that this could be better measured by tracking the number of tests taken and seeing how many positives come out of that specific batch? For example, let's say we tested 10,000 people Monday and we tracked those tests and found 400 positives came out of that batch. That means it would show us that one out of 25 people tested positive. And keep tracking it that way. Maybe it doesn't matter, or maybe it does. But by the end of the month, we could probably get a good average as to how many people are sick. It's not a bad idea. Hmm. It's really not. The only flaw I see in your problem here, or flaw I see in your uh, suggestion here, Tina, is I don't know if we would necessarily get a sense of how many new cases are coming up. Whereas it seems to be that's what they're basing everything off of. Each day, are we going up or going down? But the whole system isn't perfect. 
I mean, that's all well and good that we know uh, 410 people tested positive today. So, oh, shit, we should put more restrictions in place. Right. No, not necessarily. It depends on where they tested them and how many people were tested and so on and so forth. Uh, Tina's suggestion's a good one. I mean, yeah. just to give us an overall number of how many people are infected. Maybe it would make people take it seriously. Because I'll be perfectly honest with you. I think this weekend, people are going to go hog wild. Yes. It's going to be beautiful. And yes. this is the weekend where people are getting together in backyards for beers and barbecues. Yeah, and I'm not sure how many people are going to be calling a bylaw. Maybe they will. Maybe they will. I think bylaw is going to be busy. Too busy to get to everybody. And I th- They can't catch us all. They can't Run. Get- if, if we all do it. Split up. No. Run. <laughs> It's like an old school bush party. That's exactly what it is. It is the old school bush party back in the day. Drop your cup. Drop your Kool-Aid and vodka. Drop it. Um, I think you're If it's right. not in your hand, they can't charge you. But I think you're bang on there. I think that the weather's nice. We are craving... Uh, being able to go out socialization maybe but not even just that it's just like to be able to have like a barbecue and 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 host people and go see people and uh, i mean i'm I'm planning another thing with my neighbors this week but again it is going to be a distance thing we've been doing that for a while but man i'd love to just hang out with more people like more groups than just five max it's it's uh, i'm getting antsy i'm getting antsy in my pants scott you know what i want I want loud fucking music and a beer in a cozy in my hand. That's what I want right now. And maybe I'll do a little work in the backyard. Maybe I'll play a little golf. I want to feel like summer outside. Now, I'm still prepared to do it for the most part alone. I'm not going to gather in groups of larger than five because I don't know if I know five people that I trust enough to not rat us out. So uh, maybe I will uh, hang out and chill uh, with some friends. Maybe I won't. But either way, this is going to be a beer and barbecue weekend because that's what May... It should be the May long weekend. I mean, Sunday is actually May 2-4. It's, it's just true. the way the calendar fell this mm-hmm. year that we had May 2-4 early. So this is the weekend that we should have had. Seems yep. like a lot of people are at the cottage, too. I'm thumbing through Instagram, and people are getting a head start on it. This working from home thing, you can also work from the cottage. And it seems like a lot of people are on their way. Yeah. Can so I just good. Say, I don't blame you, man. You work hard to get that cottage. Um, you saved up for a long time, I'm sure. Or you are like that cottage means a lot to you it's something you do every year it's your property if you're still able to go with your family i'm glad people are going go like do all the safe things while you're there sure but you should be able to enjoy yourself and go enjoy your own cottage you know what else is going to happen this weekend we've got sustained good weather i mean with the humidity today friday it's going to feel 28 it's going to feel 29 on saturday and it's going to be about 25 on sunday Mm. this is probably the first weekend that, that that you meet the rest of you When you put that bathing suit on for the first time and think to yourself, fuck me, where did I get a second stomach? (laughs) Wow, my tits are like three sizes bigger than they used to be. What happened? Yeah. (laughs) And you know what? The, the, The positive thing is, I think we're all in the same kind of boat where we're like, huh, this fits a little tighter than I remember. I'm like that with jeans right now. It's frustrating as shit. But yeah. anyway, whatever, uh, you know, you know whatever. what, you know what, ladies, if you can't handle me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. <laughs> and my best isn't much better than this. I've always been a, a average height fat guy, but uh, just a little bigger than normal at this particular time of year. But the golf season will work all that out. And so will this garden that I'm going to try and plant. 
By the way, if one more raccoon ruins my garden, I am going to start shooting. Like, here's fair notice. I'm going to start shooting. Now, I can't shoot in the city. But nonetheless, I'm getting pissed off with these fucking raccoons. <laughs> you you're want to do all the things you're not supposed to do. And you're, yeah, and yeah. you're saying it all on the podcast. Where I, we I have a st- lot of subscribers. <laughs> I want to start <laughs> shooting guns and uh, uh, fuck Teresa Tam and blah. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have, like, the biggest red flag on your file. I don't know where the files are, who's got them, but you, my friend, are at the top. You're at the top. It's just a pellet gun, but still. Uh, (laughs) It's just to scare them. Leave the damn lettuce alone. It's not yours. If you planted it, I wouldn't eat it. So let's not do it the other way around. That would be just fine. Uh, Google has flagged us in their latest annual report about how many people are spelling quarantine wrong when they do Google searches. Uh, spell check. Always your friend, everybody. Always, always your friend. Always your friend. There's a new TV show coming out. It's about celebrities who cut their own hair. <laughs> is, is that what we've come to now? This is so stupid. Can I, can I read you the premise of this? This is so dumb. So, uh, so this is CBS. We can all blame CBS. It's called Haircut Night in America. Okay? Mm-hmm. And it features celebrities. They call them celebrities. Um, you can choose for yourself. But it will feature Kelly Osborne, Olympian Lindsey Vaughn, and her fiancé, P.K. Subban, will be involved in this too. All, of all them, the A-listers. All, all the, A-listers. the A-listers. They're going to attempt to cut their own hair. It, this is a one-hour special. It will also feature top stylists guiding viewers. So you're at home. You're like me. You're like, damn, I wish that I could, knew how to cut my hair because it's getting long. It's getting crazy here. Okay? So you sit down in front of the television. You, you make your hair nice and wet. You grab some scissors, I assume, and a comb, and you watch. And they are going to guide you on how to cut your own hair. And then they see if the celebrities can do it along with you. The show... Hang on, because the show has hosts. Why do you need fucking hosts for hosts? this? Hosts? What? This is stupid. Why do you need This fucking... is another terrible show that I didn't get cast in. Why? How does you... this keep happening? How <laughs> do you possibly need a host, let alone two hosts, for this stupid show? But you know who was available is Jerry O'Connell. So, Jerry O'Connell and Rebecca Romaine, together, adorable, because of course they are together, um, are going to be hosting this uh, show on May 28th. Are you are you thinking it's dumb or are you thinking it's so stupid that you might actually watch it? You know, I don't even know anymore because at first I thought, for example, the masked singer sounded like the dumbest thing I'd ever heard. And now I love that show. So I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what's a good idea and a bad idea anymore. I, I really give up. Maybe this sounds stupid as stupid can be. Maybe it'll turn out to be pretty good. I I don't know. It's an interesting idea, I guess. I mean, no, it's not an interesting idea. But what what, it'll be on, and I'm sure people will watch it because there's nothing else on. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean, and I think you're bang on. And it's very topical, and I think people will think it's so silly, like we do, that they might actually watch it. That's my guess. Uh, I'll read you a story that we had this morning in What You Need to Know on our FM radio show. Many Canadian travelers feel like they've been left up in the air by airlines. Some airline policies are leaving them with travel vouchers rather than a refund for the flights and trips that got canceled because of the pandemic. So yesterday, Prime Minister Trudeau was asked if the Canadian government is looking at the issue. He said they are, but they must weigh the demands of the airline industry and Canadian customers. Mm. He says his government is looking at what other countries are doing. 
Okay, well, first off, Justin, if you're looking at what other countries are doing, your girlfriend there in New Zealand, Jacinda Ardern, I think is the prime minister there. They're saying in order to make their economy recover, they need to move to a four-day work week. Oh, snap. It's finally happening. Good on New Zealand for being that progressive leader once again. Four-day work week? Brilliant. More part-time opportunities for everybody. Uh, You can be more productive during the day, especially if you have to do it from home. It allows people to distance. It is great. Good job, New Zealand. So, JT, look at that as a model. Let's make that job number one. Number two, when it comes to Canadians not getting their money back, I feel bad for Canadians. If you booked a flight back in March to go from here to, I don't know, Washington, D.C., Orlando, New York... And then they canceled your flight. You should get your money back. Mm-hmm. You paid for a service that you didn't get. But the airlines are saying, no, we can't refund all that money. We're already losing a shit ton of money. If we have to refund that, we'll go out of business. So hang on to it. You'll be able to use it. And some of them have fairly unrealistic expiration dates, like December 31st, 2020. Yeah. I don't know. Are you getting on a flight right before the new year? Because no. that's going to be right in the middle of the second wave, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it seems extremely unfair if basically what they're going to do is, oh, too bad you can't use it by then or you don't want to use it by then. Okay, we took your money and that's that. That seems so unfair. We actually had someone text us afterwards. The, their family t- spent ten grand for a trip to Portugal. Mm-hmm. Like 10000 freaking dollars is a lot of money. I had one guy uh, DM me that said he spent $4,800 on an Emirates flight to Dubai. Didn't get his money back. Well, yeah. I mean, that's that's shitty. That's five thousand dollars you're yeah, sitting on. That's not and good. if you can afford to spend five thousand dollars on a flight, uh, good on you. I don't think you're necessarily hurting, but that's not the point. It's your money. You want it back. So I've got the ultimate compromise here. Here's the solution: nobody spends more money on flights than the government and the Parliament of Canada. Mm -hmm. They fly so many people, so many different places. I mean, it's crazy uh, how many people and how often we fly in an MP from Vancouver. And when we fly them in, we've got to fly their assistant in. And then we fly in translators and we fly in dignitaries and we fly in this person and that person. We spend a ton of money in this country on air travel. And that's fine as long as we spend it with a Canadian carrier like WestJet or Air Canada or uh, Transat or whatever. So why doesn't the government just buy up these credits? Make everybody happy. The government's going to be spending that money anyway because when we finally get Parliament back up and running, we have to bring the MPs to Ottawa. Yeah. So if we're going to spend the money anyway, just buy those credits back. Go to a Canadian. There should be a place on Canada.ca where you can enter your flight voucher number that the airline issued you, and the government can just send you the money. Yeah, you've got a five hundred dollar credit. Great, we'll buy it. We'll give you five hundred bucks. You know what? Give them less. Give them four hundred and fifty. We'll mm-hmm. save fifty bucks, and that person will still have most of their money back. I think that's a perfectly reasonable idea. Sure. sure. The other thing, too, is the airlines aren't making this easy because they charge fees for everything. If you're an executive with Air Canada or WestJet, why don't so that you don't have to give everyone their money back? Why don't you just waive the change fees? So for now, whereas uh, I can't transfer my flight to Cat and say, oh, I can't go to Vegas now, but Cat can use my ticket. You, You can't do that. Well, why don't you just allow that for now and for no fee? Let me sell my voucher to Cat Callahan over there and let Cat take it. Because yeah. you know what? If I've got a buddy who's got a $1,000 flight voucher with Air Canada, 
I know I'm going to be flying Air Canada a lot over the next four years to go and visit my son. So I'll spend that money now. Then I've got the peace of mind and I'm good. See, this is a problem solved. Why don't they listen to me in Ottawa? <laughs> Who can we call here? Who can we talk? We can get we can get this out there because I, I think that's a great idea, too. And, and you'll make Canadians happy. You'll put some more money back in their pocket, which in turn will go to uh, the economy elsewhere. Right. Let's support all the other places, too. When they get their money back in there, maybe they'll spend it on whatever it is. Right. Stuff they're going to do at home or around the house. So you're going to spend that money on travel anyway. Like you said, I don't know that that makes sense to me. It makes perfect sense. Too much sense for the government to acknowledge it. Uh, are you still waiting for that package that you ordered, by the way? Yes, I am. I ordered uh, I ordered an outdoor rug, and I was all excited because it was supposed to come in time for last weekend. <laughs> and it is not It is not here yet. Still yes. not here. I'm still waiting. So apparently, this is what I heard, is that in some cases, if you're ordering things and they're supposed to come through Canada Post, depending on where they're supposed to come, um, they're just saying straight up, we can't do that right now because the warehouse is full. Like, they literally can't take any more product. I don't know if that's 100% true, but it would make sense to me because I know that it's very, 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 very delayed right now. Hmm. Okay, well, you know that I had issues waiting for various things to arrive, so I decided to do what we're supposed to do. I contacted a member of parliament. In fact, I contacted the minister for the public service and I believe it's public service and procurement. Her name is Anita Anand. She is a liberal MP out of Ottawa. And I said, hello, Minister Anand. There seems to be a major backlog at Canada Post, the sorting stations. People are waiting for packages that are delayed. Uh, I promised my listeners that I'd ask what's going on. Could you please advise? I sent that email on May the 4th. Today is the what is it? The 22nd, 18 days later, I finally get a reply and it's not even from Anita herself. It's from Jamie Wilson in her constituency office. Uh, This is what the position of the minister in charge of Canada Post is. Hello, Scott. Thank you for writing to MP Anita Anand regarding Canada Post. We appreciate you reaching out to our office. Canada Post is taking steps to help keep its employees and the communities it serves safe while continuing to provide the service Canadians rely on. They have been experiencing sustained high parcel volume during the pandemic. Volumes continue to be at peak season levels and the additional health and safety efforts at Canada Post facilities, including social distancing, are resulting in fewer parcels than normal being able to be put through the system. The employees are working hard to ensure deliveries continue. It's a very stock answer, but I'm glad I'll give Jamie Wilson constituency assistant here a lot of credit. At least he did acknowledge There is a problem. Mm -hmm. That's the government saying, yeah, we know it's pretty backlogged and people are pissed that they haven't got their packages. We know we're aware, but tough. Nothing we can do about it. And at the end of the day, I suppose that is the answer. Uh, Tough. Nothing you can do about it. It's it's not going to change. It's not going to speed up until they get more people there. Although I don't know what was wrong with my initial proposal that we send the military in there. (laughs) Hey, you never know. It could happen. You know, I mean, it might not be the worst idea. I'm sure soldiers don't want to do it. But maybe if they can sort the mail or use those neat little vehicles that they've got up on the base at Borden there to drive around and deliver some parcels, uh, maybe that's a nice change of pace for them. I don't know. It's just a suggestion anyway to try and get things moving. All right. uh, That's going to wrap it up for today, everybody. But we, as always, on a, well, not always on a Friday, usually, sometimes, occasionally, on a Friday, we like to leave you with a segment from our FM radio show. That's right. This is what we like to call Missed Connections. Enjoy and have a good weekend. This is where we have scoured the web 
for stories of people looking for other people and they can't find them. So they just told this story online. We intercept those all the time. I play the piano live and Kat reads you these stories directly from the web. Sounds great. But this morning, by the way, great job. Uh, This is called Are We Neighbors or More? It's a woman for a man. I was really close to making out with my house plant just to remember how to kiss. That's... (laughs) You poor thing. That's when I stepped out on my balcony and heard you yell out the window, I'm so effing bored! Same here, sexy pants. Hey, why don't you knock three times on the wall if I should turn up my music loud enough for us to learn this new TikTok dance together? Maybe we can become a thing when they allow us to touch. Let's touch. Let's touch. That's an interesting way to invite somebody over. Hey, listen, we're all bored in in this current state that we're in. There's not a lot to do. A lot of the things we would typically be doing are not even available right now. So uh, maybe you have thought, that fern over there looks like it could use some tongue. Or maybe you thought to yourself, "Mm, that neighbor that I never gave a second look to before? Well, maybe. Marry Catherine Gallagher that thing, why don't you? Yeah. You know, since anyway, I'm trying to learn how to do the Tuesday slide for TikTok, I might as well just uh, shack up with the neighbor there and we can save on some utility costs. <laughs> Justin Bieber's got the new intentions challenge. Let's get on that and then get on each other. Yeah. Uh, how all great relationships begin through TikTok. <laughs> it's true. Oh, Lord, help us all. This one is called Too Famous for Me. It's a very thirsty woman looking for a man, Scott. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. I honestly never cared for a celebrity in my life. But when I saw you, I guess that kind of changed. I was horizontal on my couch, watching literally anything on television to take a break from staring at my phone. You were the DILF in the prescription drug commercial. (laughs) Sexy as can be in your button-up polo shirt. Hey, you aren't fooling anyone. You're a bad boy, aren't you? I started to daydream and think about what you're really like off camera when you're not pushing drugs. Side effects may include me falling in love with you and your unmistakable zest for life. Please have your agent call my agent. P.S. My agent is me. Yes, yes, um... That's when the thirst level really reaches 100, right? When you're watching something for, like, any kind of medication, which is not sexy at all, and you're like, mm, yeah, I'd do that. AstraZeneca, order it now. Oh, my God, that guy is hot. <laughs> Hang on, pause and rewind, pause and rewind. Have you been affected by mesothelioma? <laughs> Side effects may include diarrhea, nausea. Oh, yeah, baby. Say diarrhea again. (laughs) Nausea. Yes, yes. I want it all from you. That's when you know you've really hit rock bottom during this pandemic. Congratulations. You've done it. Yeah, when you're crushing hard on the guy who does the drug commercials (laughs) on CNN, for example. (laughs) Yep. You know, it's either a class action lawsuit or drugs. All the time on that channel. And, And... I don't think I'd ever noticed any of the actors or actresses in those ads and thought, yeah, I got to track that person down. 
That's also very bold to assume they have an agent. Because fun fact, majority of people in the biz don't have an agent. They represent themselves. And you can hire them yourself. This makes me wonder how many people are Googling the Travago guy for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> all the wrong reasons. Cat, this pandemic has brought out the worst of, in us. Do you know how many of our moms are crushing over Anthony Fauci? I mean, it doesn't surprise me that the drug-selling guys on CNN are getting a little action, too. Oh, welcome to 2020, everybody. It's all messed up. Have your agent called my agent. No. My agent is me. Oh, okay. <laughs> all T- right. Take a drink. You're too parched. <laughs>